There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Lesson 7. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. E io sono Francesca. Salve a tutti. Come stai Francesca oggi? Ciao Mark, sto benissimo, è una bella giornata oggi, vedo il sole dalla mia finestra, quindi sì, e tu? <laughs> sì, tutto bene, tutto bene qua, uh, un po' di pioggia qua, ma va bene. Ok, so what are we going to be talking about today? Today we are back to pronouns, which we started uh, at the beginning of this new series, and we're going to look at a different type of pronouns, indirect object pronouns, i pronomi indiretti. Continuing our journey through the pronouns of Italian, fantastic, and I think we'll find lots of interesting things in this lesson. And I think one of the other things about this is that I think this lesson is going to solve some of your problems. It's going to, to give you answers to some questions that many of our listeners, I'm sure, have had as we've been going through different words, phrases and, and exercises as we've gone through our Coffee Break Italian journey. Speriamo, sì. Speriamo di sì. Allora, bando alle ciance. Sì, diamo inizio alle danze. Okay, over to you, Francesca. Va bene, Mark. Allora, uh, yes, what are indirect object pronouns? Uh, as I said, we mentioned in a previous episode what a direct object pronoun is uh, or a direct object without talking about the, the pronoun. So we said that the direct object is the noun which comes directly after uh, the verb answering the question what or whom. And we also said that we can replace that very noun with a direct object pronoun. Absolutely. So those are our direct object pronouns, but what about these indirect object pronouns? So indirect object pronouns are pronouns used to replace uh, words coming after a verb, obviously, but preceded by the preposition a. Okay. Can you give us an example of this? Yes, uh, a very simple example. Uh, regalo un vaso a Giulia. So I give a vase to Giulia. To Giulia. So if we look at this sentence, we still have uh, our direct object. Uh, I give uh, as a present uh, what? Un vaso. So that's the direct object. But we also have the idea of to whom, a chi. 
and this uh, person, Giulia, is the indirect object of the sentence. Giulia is introduced by the preposition a because she's the receiver, she's the person to whom I'm giving a vase. Okay, that makes sense. So our direct object there is the vase, the vase itself, and then the indirect object is the person to whom we're giving that vase, in this case to Giulia. See, very often the indirect object in Italian is a person. It's very likely to be a person and not an object or, or a thing. And also very often verbs which trigger um, an indirect object are verbs of giving, as we have just seen in this example, regalare, or verbs of communication, which can be oral or written communication. It's also the idea of giving a message in, uh, in a way. So the person who is receiving something or is the receiver of some sort of communication is the indirect object. Okay. As ever, I think potentially some examples may help here. See, okay. Uh, so we mentioned communication. We can use the verb scrivere to write. And uh, we can say scriviamo una lettera ai professori. Okay, so there we are writing, scriviamo una lettera, a letter, ai professori. So the professori are the indirect object to the teachers. We're writing a letter to the teachers. Oh, gli studenti devono restituire i libri al bibliotecario. Okay, the students have to um, return the books, the books being the direct object there, al bibliotecario, and that is to the librarian. Sì, esatto. So, is the receiver of uh, the books. I read in the newspaper this week that someone had uh, finally returned some books to a library in the US. They had ended up in a Scottish island, and I think they were 79 years late. Mamma mia, can you imagine the, the fine? Uh, the fine, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Una multa salata. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we've seen our direct objects here and our indirect objects, the, the receiver in this case of the letter or the, the present or indeed the books here. Exactly. So once we have uh, uh, singled out uh, the uh, indirect uh, object in a sentence, we can then replace et with an indirect object pronoun, exactly in the same way as we did with the direct object pronouns. So the idea here is that we want to be more succinct with the way in which we speak. We don't want to have to re repeat words over and over again. And that's why we use these pronouns. And it's something that we do in, in English all the time. Sì, esatto. It's something really common to uh, a lot of languages, I suppose. And uh, yes, we can keep uh, things uh, faster and also less uh, uh, heavy because if we were to repeat a ah, Giulia all the time, then it would be a little bit boring. But if we can say to her instead of a Giulia, then things uh, become a little bit lighter and faster. Esatto. Okay, so where are we going next with this? 
Okay, let's see what the indirect object uh, pronouns are and then we can say uh, a few things uh, more about uh, them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the good news is uh, that most of them are the same as direct object uh, pronouns. Uh, so basically we have uh, me, ti, chi and vi which are exactly the same as their cousin direct object pronouns. <laughs> so what we're saying here is that the word me can be both a direct object pronoun, meaning me, and also an indirect object pronoun, meaning to me, in a sense. Si. Likewise for ti, you and to you, chi, us and to us, and vi, uh, you all and to you all. Perfetto, Mark. When we really have to pay attention is when it comes to the third person singular or plural, when we want to say to him, to her or to them. Then we have to change uh, the pronouns. Okay, so what happens there? What's, what's to him, for example? Gli, which is the same spelling as in the article gli, G-L-I. Okay, so this word that we've seen many times, the article gli, um, and here it's now being used as a direct object pronoun, gli, meaning to him. See, to her is le. So le, and again, it looks very similarly. In fact, it's exactly identical to the, the definite article for um, uh, feminine plural, le, but here it means to her. Esatto. And it's also used for formality. Remember, when we want to address someone in a formal way, then we, uh, we use the third person singular feminine. So that's, that can also be the case and very often spelled with a capital L. So we'll see more examples of that when we, when we come to our examples. And then what about to them? Because this is a little, a little bit complicated, I guess. Yes, we can just use gli as in the singular form. But if we want to be really uh, grammatically correct and if we want to use a very high register, especially in written Italian, then we can use loro, but after the verb. And we haven't mentioned yet that all these other pronouns are placed in front of the verb, uh, but this very uh, pronoun goes after the verb. Okay. Now, Francesca, is this something that has come uh, perhaps to seem a little old-fashioned in, in spoken Italian nowadays? Yes, uh, yes. I would say when speaking Italian, unless it's a very formal uh, situation, we would just use uh, uh, gli instead. And I also should say that in contemporary and kind of relaxed Italian is also common, but not correct this time, to use gli instead of le for the feminine. So it's something that you can notice when you speak uh, in a, let's say, relaxed, informal manner uh, with Italians. Uh, uh, at times they would use gli instead of le. So meaning to her as opposed to le. Okay, so we don't recommend that. We would suggest that you use le if you want to say to her um, and stick to gli for to him or indeed to them. Okay, Francesca, can you give us some examples to help us understand all of this a little more deeply? See, si, Mark, I think I will give you some questions and uh, I would like you to answer these questions trying to include an uh, indirect object pronoun. Ok, va bene. Ok, la prima domanda è Mark, mi telefoni più tardi? 
uh, sì, ti telefono alle tre. Perfetto, molto bene. It's really important here if we want to compare English and Italian to say that the verb telefonare is followed by a in Italian. While in English you phone somebody, in Italian you would phone to somebody. So uh, bear in mind that the two languages don't always work in the same way. Exactly. Okay, so telefonare a qualcuno. Benissimo. Ok, un'altra domanda. È, Mark, hai scritto a Valerio? Uh, sì, gli ho scritto ieri. Bravissimo. So we have a Valerio, which is the indirect object, and we replace a Valerio with gli. So imagine that a Valerio is condensed in that little pronoun gli, meaning to him. Ok, let's try another example. Mark. Cosa hai regalato alla tua amica? Mm. Uh, le ho regalato uno zaino. Molto bene, bravissimo. Le to her. So instead of saying alla mia amica, we can just say le. Le ho regalato uno zaino. So le ho regalato uno zaino. I uh, give her a, a gift of a rucksack, a, a backpack as a present. Sì, perfetto. So we have alla tua amica, which is the indirect object. We, want, we don't want to repeat it in the answer and we just replace it with le, meaning to her, to my friend. Perfetto. Ancora una domanda, Mark? Va bene. <laughs> Mark, ci presti la tua moto? <laughs> uh, ok. Um, so ci, you're saying to us. Will you uh, lend your, your motorbike? Um, mm. Vi presto la bici, ma non la moto. Oh, che peccato! <laughs> ok. Bravissimo. So, vi presto la bici. To you, I will lend my bike. And we have the indirect object pronoun, vi, meaning to you, all, you plural. Ok. Ok. And maybe we can practice the, the third person plural, which I mentioned before. And uh, let's listen to this question. Mark, perché hai dato 10 euro ai bambini? Hmm. Um, okay, two, two possible answers here then. Um, gli ho dato 10 euro per il gelato. Ok, molto bene. Or I could say, uh, ho dato loro 10 euro per il gelato. Bravissimo, Mark. Ho dato loro. And this is the other option we have, which sounds very formal, but uh, it's obviously 100% grammatically uh, correct. And uh, yes, it, it makes really uh, the sentence sounds like very high register in Italian. Okay. Maybe Signor Luigi uh, would, would speak that way. Oh sì, il sarto dell'altro episodio, sì. dell'episodio precedente, sicuramente. Esatto. <laughs> ok, right, so, um, one of the things I've been wondering about here, and it's possibly something that we need to, to think about carefully, is about where these pronouns, these indirect object pronouns, go in the sentence. Because we've seen with direct object pronouns that they can go in a, a couple of places depending on the, the context. 
See, as a general rule, as we have just mentioned, they are placed before the verb, which is the case for the majority of, uh, of pronouns, obviously with the exception of loro in the third person uh, plural. But uh, as it was the case with direct object pronouns, uh, if we have uh, an infinitive uh, with modal verbs uh, often, then we have uh, the second option of attaching the indirect pronoun to the infinitive. Infinitive. Mm -hmm. Could you give us an example of that, please, Francesca? Okay, let's take, for example, the sentence I have to return the money to him, to an imaginary uh, male single person, which we have just mentioned in the conversation, uh, a Matteo, for example. So, gli devo restituire i soldi. Uh -huh. So, to him, I have to return the money. Okay. And because we have uh, the modal verb, devo, the infinitive restituire, we can also attach the pronoun to restituire at the end. Mm -hmm. So that would become? Devo restituirgli, one word, restituirgli. <laughs> That's quite a, a mouthful, restituirgli. So you've got R-G-L-I in there, restituirgli. Sì, bravissimo, Mark. Okay, so Francesca, are there any other things that you want to tell us about these indirect object pronouns? Um, yes, maybe just a reminder that uh, uh, non for a negative sentence always goes before uh, the, the indirect object pronoun. So, ad esempio, uh, non le regalo mai cioccolatini. So, I never give to her chocolates. I never give her chocolates. Sì, esatto, perché li mangio io. <laughs> <laughs> because you eat them all. Okay. And also, I was just thinking it's probably worth uh, uh, reminding that these pronouns we have just seen are exactly the same pronouns that somehow we have been using already with the verb piacere. Yep, yep, because we say mi piace, ti piace, and then we've, we've also heard from time to time li piace and le piace and so on. See, when we... When we explain uh, the verb piacere, to make it easier, we tend to say that the idea behind this verb is that something is pleasing to someone. And that's why, uh, for example, we could say, uh, if we talk about you, Mark, we can say, gli piace la musica. Music is pleasing to him. He likes music. Okay, so here is the, uh, the, 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 the solution to something that you may have been wondering about for, for, for some time. Uh, because obviously we, we started learning mi piace a long time ago. Um, but now you understand exactly why. It's mi piace, ti piace, gli piace, le piace. And then ci piace, vi piace, and gli piace. And don't get mixed up with piace and piacciono. Because it's all about the subject there. So, uh, mi piacciono le scarpe. I like the shoes. Um, and ci piacciono le scarpe as well. <laughs> you know, it's dependent on what the thing is that is pleasing to you. Esatto, sì, sì, sì. It's important not to translate literally as we often stress. Okay. Now, there are a couple of other verbs that work in the same way that we may have come across. Sì, ad esempio il verbo servire, which means to be necessary. 
and it has the same structure of the verb piacere and for this reason it requires uh, indirect uh, object pronouns. Okay, so mi serve, non lo so, mi serve un, uh, una penna. Sì, sì, o oh, mi servono dei pantaloni. <laughs> so I need a pen or I need some trousers or whatever. Okay, good. And also other uh, verbs that we can associate to this structure are the verb interessare. So, mi interessa, ti interessa, le interessa. So, something is interesting to someone. And restare, to, to be remaining, to be left to someone. So, mi restano uh, due euro. Esatto, sì, two euros are left to me. So basically I've only got two euros left, um, so, um, well, I'll, I should still be able to get a, a gelato for, 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 for two euros, I think. Sì, 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 o oh, un caffè, un caffè <laughs> sicuramente. <laughs> okay, now, Francesca, um, one thing I am wondering about, and I think some of our learners are definitely wondering about this, is it the case that we can actually replace both the direct object and the indirect object in a sentence with a pronoun? That's a very good question, Mark. Uh, the answer is C. We can replace both, but it's not just a matter of using a direct object pronoun and then the indirect object pronoun. There is an extra step that we have to do to actually kind of merge the two pronouns. So I think it's better to leave this for another episode. Okay, you can look forward to the answer to that in a future yes, the episode. answer is combined <laughs> pronouns. So watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> okay, so after the break, we're going to be listening to uh, another conversation that's going to provide more examples of these indirect objects pronouns within the context of natural conversation and that we will be hearing them we'll be giving the, you more practice with these and you can look forward to that in just a moment restate con noi In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, we're learning today about indirect object pronouns and how they replace the indirect object in a sentence. And uh, to help us uh, see this in context and see some further examples of this, we're going to be listening to a conversation of Francesca. Can you explain a little about this conversation? Sì, va bene, Mark. Uh, so in this conversation, we have uh, three friends, uh, Mark, Francesca and Silvia. And these three friends are discussing a birthday presents for uh, for two of their friends who will soon have their birthdays so they are um, thinking of uh, what the best possible uh, presents can be for them okay now as francesca said earlier when it comes to verbs of uh, giving and uh, presenting and communication and things that's when we're going to very often see these uh, indirect object pronouns and indirect objects in general so listen out for them listen out for in, in particular for these words that we've talked about so me ti li le chi vi and li or perhaps even loro i don't know if there are any loros in here but we'll soon see okay let's have a listen to the conversation Ragazzi, siamo già a febbraio e abbiamo due compleanni da festeggiare. È vero, non dobbiamo dimenticarci come abbiamo fatto l'anno scorso. Aiuto, ma chi compie gli anni? Beh, prima di tutto, il 13 febbraio è il compleanno di Roberto. È vero, gli dobbiamo assolutamente regalare qualcosa di bello. Sì, lui ci fa sempre regali molto speciali. L'anno scorso mi ha comprato una penna costosissima. Che ne dite di una cravatta? Però gli piaceranno le cravatte? Possiamo chiederlo a sua sorella, Margherita. Lei conosce bene i suoi gusti. Buona idea. Anzi, le puoi mandare un messaggino, per favore? Io non ho il suo numero. Certo, le scrivo subito. Ciao, Marghe. Come stai? Ci puoi aiutare? Non sappiamo cosa regalare a tuo fratello per il suo compleanno. Gli piacciono le cravatte. Ci puoi dare qualche altro consiglio? Grazie e a presto. Secondo me Margherita non ci risponderà. Perché? Perché dimentica sempre il cellulare a casa. Io le scrivo spesso per cose dell'università e lei mi risponde alle calende greche. Invece di sbagli, ci ha già risposto. Ecco cosa dice. Ciao raga, grazie per aver pensato a mio fratello. Tranquilli, non gli dirò niente. Purtroppo le cravatte non gli piacciono molto. Ma quest'estate andrà in Perù con Cristina. Forse gli potete regalare qualcosa di utile per il viaggio. Wow, il Perù! Non ci ha mai detto niente! Forse è ancora un segreto. Comunque, la mia amica Alessandra lavora in una libreria. Le posso chiedere di consigliarmi una buona guida turistica per il Perù? Aspetta un attimo. 
Andrà in Perù con Cristina. E a febbraio c'è anche il compleanno di Cristina. Esatto, il 26 febbraio. Ma allora è facile. Regaliamo loro qualcosa da usare insieme durante il viaggio. Oppure vi ricordate di Pablo, il mio amico peruviano? Lui ha aperto un ristorante in centro a Lima. Ah, perfetto. Gli puoi telefonare o scrivere per chiedergli se può aiutarci. Sicuramente ci dirà di sì. Lo chiamo più tardi. Ragazzi, sento che sarà un regalo fantastico per Roberto e Cristina. Gli regaleremo una serata indimenticabile nel migliore ristorante di Lima. Allora vi dico qualcosa più tardi. Appena Pablo mi risponde, vi scrivo. Perfetto. Ciao ragazze. Vi auguro una buona serata. Ciao. Ciao. The coincidences in, in this uh, conversation, in this situation are quite amazing. It just so happens that they happen to <laughs> A volte <know>. è così. <laughs> I know, I know. La vita ha molte sorprese. Okay, let's have a think about what this conversation has been about. Francesca, can you give us a little summary of it? So, as we said, uh, uh, there are three friends uh, who are there to just discuss which presents they want to get uh, for two of their other friends' uh, birthdays. And uh, last year they forgot uh, uh, about their birthdays, so this time they really want to, to get this right. Mamma mia. Okay, so the two, two friends. Who are the two friends? Well, one is Roberto and his birthday is on the, on the 13th, on the 13th of, uh, of February. And he's the kind of person who would always get nice presents for the others. Okay, so the, the, their first idea is a tie. Sì, una cravatta, bravissimo. But uh, they want to make sure that uh, this is the right present. So they double check with his sister, uh, Margherita. They actually text her to make sure that's a good present. It's very handy that they text her because, um, of course, as they're talking about this communication, it just so happens there will be some indirect object pronouns in there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sì, infatti. (laughs) Okay, so what happens next? Uh, well, Margherita uh, always forget her, forgets her mobile phone at home, so uh, they're a little bit worried that she won't uh, uh, reply uh, in time. But she does. Good, okay. Um, so what's the verdict? Is, is a tie a good thing? Well, she says that uh, her brother doesn't, doesn't really like ties, but there is something really interesting that she says. Did you get that, Mark? Yeah, they're, they're actually... Um, well, the, the brother is going to Peru in, in the summer with Cristina. Yes, uh, and uh, the, the three friends didn't know anything uh, about this trip. Uh, so they decided that maybe they could buy uh, a tourist guy from, uh, from the bookshop where Alessandra, another friend of theirs, uh, works. Okay, there are lots of friends, lots of names. Um, sì. So we've, we've mentioned Cristina, but there's something important about Cristina too, um, the, the brother's, uh, Roberto's travelling companion. Yes, she's not only going with Roberto, but obviously she's the other birthday person. Her birthday is on the 26th of, um, of February. And uh, so obviously this is perfect because they can buy a present that works for, um, for the two of them, especially uh, while, uh, while travelling in, uh, in Peru. 
And this is where the amazing coincidence comes in. Yes, <laughs> because uh, uh, one of them has a friend, Pablo, and Pablo recently opened a restaurant in Lima. <laughs> so that's the perfect, uh, the perfect gift for both of them. What, what are they planning? Yes, they're planning of, uh, of treating the two friends to a nice dinner in, uh, in Lima. Benissimo. Allora, Francesca, c'è forse ancora una cosina? Sì, anche, anche questa volta, come sempre, c'è ancora una cosina. <laughs> so what do you have for us today? Um, I have an idiomatic expression which describes exactly uh, the situation we have seen in this conversation, finding uh, a suitable present, uh, uh, not just for one person, but uh, for two. And in Italian, we would describe this coincidence as prendere due piccioni con una fava. Okay, so literally, to take two pigeons si. with a broad bean, with a fava bean. Sì, sì, esatto. Am I right in thinking that this is the Italian equivalent of killing two birds with one stone? It is, it is. Bravissimo. Prendere due piccioni con una fava. Could you give us an example of this in, in a sentence, please? Um, for example, if you learn Italian and your partner is interested in uh, history and uh, architecture and arts, uh, you both decide to go to Rome on, uh, on holiday and you're both happy, but for different reasons. You can say, uh, abbiamo preso due piccioni con una fava. Okay, so with this episode, uh, noi abbiamo preso due piccioni con una fava because we have uh, learned about indirect object pronouns but also practiced them with our conversation. So this conversation we'll be going through in greater detail in our language study episode, which is coming up right now. We're going to record that right now. And the idea of the language study episode is that we'll go through every line of the conversation and explain every aspect of it, going through the grammar, going through the, the new expressions and so on. And that's part of our online course for Coffee Break Italian Season 3. So if you're already using that, you can move on to that. And of course, enjoy the video version of this lesson and our lesson notes too. If you're not using it, then simply head to coffeebreakacademy.com where you'll be able to sign up for that. Francesca, come sempre, grazie mille. Grazie a te, Mark, e grazie a tutti i nostri ascoltatori e grazie anche per eh, l'ottimo feedback che ci state, che ci state mandando ah, nice. in questi giorni. <laughs> so, thank you for the wonderful feedback that you are sending to us. Ci, our indirect object pronoun there. Of course, it looks like the direct object pronoun too, but because it's mandare, to send, we know that it is indirect. You're sending it to us. Grazie mille, Francesca. A presto, ciao ciao! You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.